today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Tech Talk. Ann Mulfield, the uh, president and CEO and uh, big cheese patty of uh, Vacuum Man, uh, is with us, of course, as the host, as he has been low these many years. How are you doing, Adam? Things going well for you? Things are going really well, Bill. You know, it's funny. I had breakfast this, uh, this past week, and a gentleman was sitting with me, and he, and he overheard me talking. Uh, you know, I'm not a quiet kind of guy. And he no, says, uh, <laughs> I listened to you on CHML with Bill Kelly. You're that guy that talks about tech? So I was like, yeah, that's me. Yeah, oh, wait till you tune in this week. It's going to be a good. Anyway, it was very, very nice. It's uh, good to know. People in uh, Hamilton. Good to know. Yeah, listen, it's, it's nice to I put a face to some of the listeners sometimes. I like that. So I'm, I'm, at, at, I'm at the house. And, uh, and, and Rebecca had to go out and she says, look at there's some stuff in the dryer. Could you just turn it on and, and let it run through the cycle? And of course, yeah, yeah go ahead. See you later, honey. Uh, and of course it took me about 40 minutes to figure out how to turn the dryer on. I, you know, I'm not techie. Okay. Uh, but when it got on they were, of course I'm figuring, okay, I'm going to put it on hot and, and get this thing dried real fast. And I got, I'm smelling something and you know, look, and it's, it's the lint. Uh, this, that stuff gets hot. And now I understand exactly, you know, we've talked about this in the past. Uh, they, they say dryer, you know, dryer fires. It can happen quite easily, can't it? Yeah, no, it can happen very quickly. And and the reason why I wanted to bring it up this week is the fact that we're having these kind of like super humid, nice, cool temperature. Oops, super humid. And we noticed that it kind of is going up and down. And there's been a lot of uh, uh, circumstances on different degrees. One, we have our friends, our birds and squirrels and other little creatures. Um, they like to find homes in those warm areas when yeah. it does get a little cool. So number one, if it does get blocked, you're going to want to be very much aware of that. And as you commented, lint is very flammable. And if you don't make sure that you clean, there's two areas of dryer lint. Number one is in the dryer itself where you pull out the, the little cage before you're supposed to start drying and kind of clean it out. And at the back of your dryer is where it usually can get clogged. So the reason I want to bring it up, Bill, is that, you know, we've had sort of really good temperatures, but then it gets really wet. We've had that moist temperature you know, where the temperature drops, it gets cool. And when you're running your dryer, hot and cold, hot and cold, what happens is if it's not flowing properly, it gets wet and then it gets soggy. Then it ends up creating a, a, a bit of a blockage. And that blockage creates two issues. Number one is that it doesn't dry your clothes efficiently, meaning in Bill's case, it took you 45 minutes to turn it on. Normally yeah. it might take that long to dry it. Um, it's usually quicker than that. Number two is that if it doesn't get proper airflow, you're, as I mentioned, energy efficient, but it could create uh, that heat then becomes staticky. The staticky becomes a start uh, or a spark and the spark then cre can create a problem. So anyway, just a little time of notice is that this is uh, also a good time to possibly get your dryer vent cleaned while it's warm. You want to make sure that, you know, you can get rid of the nice little creatures in your dryer vents and otherwise. So anyway, good point to make sure to clean it for safety reasons and efficiency reasons. Now, you first, I think, talked to us about this about five, six years ago. And I remember I went home that very day. And I said, okay, I'm going to have a look at it. And uh, you know, that's back in the days when I said, okay, I just take the, the, the back off. I couldn't believe the crap that's in there. Because, yeah. you yeah. know, you, you're right. I mean, you pull a thing up there and there's the, the thing, that the, the filter, and you just take that off and you figure, okay, I've cleaned all the lint off. That's good. You <laughs> haven't. The stuff accumulates there. And I was amazed at how much stuff there was there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and what tends to happen sometimes is that, you know, you, you go to move the dryer. This happens quite a bit. You move the dryer because you dropped a sock and you're like, oh, yeah. let me just move this. Give it a shuffle. Next thing you know, you reach down, you grab it or get your broom uh, handle down there and you sweep it out. And what happens is you tend to sometimes dislodge the back 
of of the dryer vent. And, and just to be clear, you know, due to code, you can't screw in the the vent pipe. It has to be with a clamp or with tape. Um, yeah. And that's obviously for reasons if you don't want screws inside the dryer vent. Um, another note, I just I should bring up as well: if you've got white plastic piping. Now you can buy it at Home Depot, all the home hardwares. It, it is feasible to purchase as a vent at the back of your dryer. You don't want it. It is not good. It's static. It collects a lot of lint. You want to replace it with a foil uh, vent pipe at the back because of exactly what you said, Bill, it will get clogged. So keep that in mind, folks, uh, for safety reasons and otherwise, uh, you don't want a plastic, that white plastic uh, uh, venting pipe. That's the stuff you don't want at the back of your dryer. All right, I better check when I get finished the show here today. Listen, when we did the show last week, though, I gave you homework. Uh, yes, you did. We just started talking about thread, and you said, "Well, I'm going to look into a couple of things because I had some questions for it." What have you found? What have you found out? A lot, and I just—if uh, you haven't signed up for it—and I mean, they're at a hundred million. They were at thirty million yeah. last week when we were talking. They're over a hundred million now. I originally there was no real threat. Instagram threads was like 30 million. That's a lot. But, you know, compared to Twitter, which was, you know, 250 million active users, they're climbing and almost a half, half there. But what's important, I want to just bring up, there's a lot of features that, uh, you know, it works very much the same as Twitter. Uh, it's yep. got a lot of similarities, but there's some key things. I won't get into what uh, a threads is, but I will talk about what it doesn't do and why you may not want to have it. If you sign up and it's easy to do, you sign up for the account, you connect it, it connects to your Instagram account. But let's just say, you know, and in my investigation, my homework bill, one of the one of the policies and uh, uh, elements in it and the terms and conditions is if you choose to delete after you open the thread account, I don't want this anymore. It's bugging me. I don't want you delete it. It will then force the deletion of your Instagram account. So if you've worked hard, you got all your friends, you did all this work with your pictures and your, you know, your barbecue, your kitty, your little pug and otherwise, and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, let me try threads. Mm, I don't like threads. And you say, no, I'm going to delete it. You delete it. You lose your Instagram account. Now it mm. also doesn't come with a lot of other things. You can't, it's not good for social, uh, 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 social media in the case of being found. Uh, there's no hashtags yet. Now those are coming. Um, it's not at the level of other social medias. The big one for me uh, is, and I'll probably talk about this more in the next couple of weeks, is we now have a lawsuit, <laughs> which would make perfect sense, uh, that they're going to be now, uh, obviously it mimics Twitter and now the battle is about to begin. So there's going to be legal count on that. And I'll talk about that later on. Also keep in mind that it is not necessarily encrypted. If you message between threads, uh, it is an encrypted folks. So that means that, you know, whatever's being said could or may be seen by other individuals. So uh, biggest one for me though, is once you sign up and you don't like it, you delete it. Your Instagram account will also be deleted. Oh, no, I got to do a break in a second, but I want to ask you, first of all, I heard there's a new computer now. That, what's it? Direco? Is that how you pronounce that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Direco. Correct. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it's uh, it's a new supercomputer and it's advanced in a way that it does solar geoengineering. Now, that's a very fancy word. What's that yeah. do? It means that scientists are able with the super fast computer, they can now create the ability to understand and detail the weather. 
So almost to the point of even rainfall before it begins. Now, weather is almost like a crapshoot. You throw it, you wonder if it's coming. In fact, I, I heard on CHML this past week, it's raining 90% chance and it blew on either side of the city. <laughs> Didn't even rain where we were. Um, so it's always a bit of a, a, a gamble whenever you get the weather. This computer has been stated to correct to 98% the ability of being able to predict and create the uh, element of changing how the sun's rays hit the planet. So uh, they're talking about ways that the earth is getting hot and they're talking this computer is creating a model that will allow uh, the earth to be not uh, or to create solutions to uh, uh, lessen the, uh, the the damage the sun rays are doing to the earth. Very cool stuff. Um, let me do a quick break then. We'll come back. I, I want to talk about uh, a couple of other things that, uh, that you said you're going to uh, jump all over because we're talking about security breaches, malware, and a bunch of other things. You're listening to the Bill Kelly Show podcast on 900 CHML. Tech Talk, Adam Oldfield's here uh, from uh, Vacuum Man. Um, you wanted to uh, talk about malware, and there's a new threat that's out there these days, is it? Cybersecurity and the FBI have warned, uh, well, I guess uh, made a statement. Hackers are using malware, obviously, uh, to break into computer networks yeah. and steal the sensitivity, but they're doing it in Canada and the US by taking advantage of a system called Networks Auditor, which a lot of companies, big companies, use to protect their data. And when they get access, we know that they're now enabled to now decrypt their data, and now it can be only unlocked if it's being, uh, I guess, paid by the demands of the hackers otherwise. Um, but just keep in mind, you know what, with your security or computer security, it is still a major concern with this latest uh, uh, infraction of, of weakness. Um, this system, particularly in Canada, called Networks Auditor, a large corporation, maybe your insurance, your financial or healthcare, legal industries um, are all utilizing this as part of their security. There's over 7,000 of them. And it's been noted that they have been susceptible and consistently being uh, interrupted, if you will, and it's becoming a, a, just a concern. And the reason it's being brought up is that it's it's uh, more so of a uh, an issue of where the information is getting locked down, which kind of segues into my hack of the week, yeah. uh, which I wanted to get into, which I try not to do too many of them. Who wants to talk negative stuff when it comes to tech bill, but Petro Canada, and I can speak personally from this bill because vacuum in we have a petro pass account um with petro canada and we haven't been able to uh uh keep well within within reason you can't make a payment at the pump i can't get my statements and then and it was very clear they made the announcement in june this past month uh names numbers birthdays emails and details were uh stolen from the petro canada account and they're currently right now setting up a uh, uh getting it back online um and again uh, be aware, anyone who use, if you have a Petro Canada account like myself or a corporate account, suspicious emails might be coming in. They look legitimate. They might claim that, you know, you've got a rebate or the newest one is uh, the, the new CRA bill. I got one of those emails. I don't know if you got one oh, yeah? and says, uh, uh, if you'd like your grocery rebate, click here to get to download your. Uh, to have no, any, no, uh, no. Don't do that. Well, and and it was pretty legit. And when you look at it, I'm like, well, first of all, grocery. I don't do the grocery shopping, so I know it isn't coming to Adam at vacuum, man. I can tell you that. So, um, and I was like realizing that, okay, I obviously this is what's happening. So, folks, in the meantime, if you do see these, they look very legitimate. They look like they're coming from Best Buy, Amazon, and the CRA, and uh, and they're using current news as a as a caption to try and get you to click it. And this one particularly said to get your rebate 
on your groceries from the Canadian government. Click this link so we can e-transfer you the funds. Um, that is not the way it works. And Bill, a lot of people do fall for that. Oh, sure they do. Uh, and, and just as a word of caution, uh, you don't have to qualify for that or, or, or you know, apply for the, the grocery rebate, okay? Uh, CRA does that. I mean, they've got your tax forms uh, and right. they know how much you make and they will send you the money. Uh, you don't have to do anything. So if anything that says click on it, don't do it because it's a, it's a scam. And I know you're right. I mean, these look so legitimate and it's awfully hard sometimes uh, to, to not fall for it, but you, you've got to just keep in mind and, and be informed. That's the thing that that's one of the things I, I always like about the show is that we give these people these warnings like, Hey, this is a, this is one that's going around these days. And, you know, we'll hear from police about this too, and to, to try to warn people about this. And, uh, what's that old thing that we learned in journalism school way back when on day one, if in doubt, leave it out, if in doubt, don't do it. Uh, and, and that's, I think the, the best advice we can go here. I wanted to ask you about, uh, about, uh, AI, uh, because it's, it's a thing these days, as we know. I think that's actually oh. the, the new Mission Impossible movie is all about artificial intelligence too, isn't it? If, from it what is, I've been yeah. able to see it. I mean, it, I love AI. I mean, boy, am I, I embracing it in, in a massive capacity. Um, and the most recent one that's really, really cool is archaeologists and computer scientists have got together. They used to fight in the, uh, in the cafeteria. Now they're getting along. Um, <laughs> and, and AI is now able to translate uh, it actually did translate a 5,000-year-old tablet that was found in the Akkadian, uh, uh, I'm not sure the language of Akkadian, uh, where it is, but it is a lost language that was like hieroglyphics, pretty much, and they were symbols. Um, and what they, the computer was able to do, um, using history data collected and you know the teams were able to then create the uh, systems of similarities of of symbols uniforms and the development of the archaeologists and scientists coming together um why this is such a breakthrough bill is that this is a 5000 year old tablet that hasn't been able to be cracked perfectly or at least with moderation to understand what it means until now and um, and this is something of which we can see the positives of AI, the communications of our ancestors, understanding that and the computer. I'm sure we would have figured it out, in, you know, in time. Um, but this just sped up the process. Fascinating stuff that's going on. And if there's one thing that Adam likes more than artificial intelligence, <laughs> it's robots. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, I know he's, he's got a thing for robots and uh, the robotic patrols. What's going on here? In New Mexico, in the United States, they've initiated a pilot program, the first of its kind, of a robot now patrols the campus 24-7. Uh, it has seven cameras. It's designed to withstand weather conditions, rain. Uh, well, it's New Mexico, so they're not going to get a lot of snow. But um, if it did, it would be able to handle it. Um, and it's being trained to recognize normal activities. Now, again, that's defined as uh, something that's been scripted. Um, it, it, it looks at identifying individuals on the premises. But after hours, well, then if aggressive behavior is done, has actually the ability, and this is a bit of a concern in some way, um, that if a intruder tries to attack or it obviously identifies that there's some sort of uh, attack, uh, assault being taken place, um, the robot actually has the capability of, of having a taser. 
and the taser will i guess tase tases both of them i haven't really got into the okay who's it going after or who's the intruder is going after so um in the meantime uh it is currently uh ro rolling around keeping an eye on certain areas and again this is being rolled out not only in new mexico but in many ca uh, uh campuses in switzerland they've also have a patrol of robots rolling around keeping an eye on the uh the environment and the again the key thing that I thought was interesting in this case, Bill, is these robots are armed with non-deadly devices, but enough to uh, inhibit or, or restrict someone from uh, causing any further damage or harm to anyone else. So we're up at the uh, at, at Collingwood a couple of weeks ago with our friends, uh, and, and he's a tech guy like you. He's a geeky guy. Mike knows everything about everything. And, and just we have beautiful sunny day like it is this morning in southern Ontario. And I was looking, there's a plane there. And I figured, you know, I wonder where that guy's going. He says, oh, I can tell you. And he's got an app uh, on his <laughs> phone. It, it, and it actually says, well, that's flight sec, blah, blah, blah. And it's heading to, uh, you know, I think it's cap, whatever it was. And I said, who knew that? Uh, because, I mean, air travel is so well tentative these days because of all the crap that's going on. And Google's got an app or something we can use now to, to actually track this. What's this called? The f connecting flight mode that, that mm -hmm. actually uh, gets, gives you some idea about where you're going and how you're going to get there and whether or not you're going to get there on time. Well, most airlines, as you commented, have now integrated a lot of flight abilities to know more about your flight than normal. And in this case, they've just filed a patent connected flight mode. Now think of this as airplane mode on a whole new level. You know, when you get on the plane and they say, please switch your device to airplane yeah. mode. And it pretty much yeah. shuts your phone off, doesn't let you connect in it. And then if you want, you can turn on your Bluetooth and then you have to kind of, you know, step back. Well, this one disables, uh, instead of just disabling all connectivity, it uses sensors to determine if you're flying, how far you're flying. So instead of like looking at that screen on the back of the, the chair, if it comes with yeah. your flight and you're going, <laughs> yeah. oh, where is it? And it keeps, you know, flipping and change. Now you just have to sign in, Connect, flip to connected flight mode. And now it will give you your speed, your air pressure. Uh, it will listen for specific sounds. Uh, it will track any changes in acceleration. So nothing like, you know, they used to say a backseat driver bill. Can you imagine yeah. you're going to have like 355 backseat passengers, you know, you're going too fast. You were, why are we at 30,000 feet? It should be 30. <laughs> anyway, it gives you, it's going to give you a ton of information and it connects to the plane's Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. Um, and again, it's complying with flight regulations, of course. Yeah. The patent is now set up with high you know, bandwidth capabilities. Uh, and again, the key thing, though, is that it allows the user to, uh, I guess, give you more information about where you are. But like I say, there's nothing like 365 people at the back of a 357 going, you know, this pilot, he's going way too fast. You know, in my yeah, day, yeah. we used to fly at only this speed. Yeah, you get, so, you get 200 people saying, are we there yet? Are we there yet? No, check your app. <laughs> uh, we got to go. Speaking of go, uh, we're out of time. As always, we do this every Friday at 1135. It's Tech Talk with Adam Oldfield, brought to you by Vacuum Have a great weekend, Adam. We'll talk next week. Thanks, Bill. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.